the first purpose is to introduce the work of triangles to those people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles. There was an unpublished writing of the Tibetans which said that we needed to form 100,000 triangles and we are far from that um, reality at this time, maybe 70 or 80 years after the writing of that statement. And so perhaps it's up to each of us to do what we can to strengthen our own triangles work and thereby further magnetize the network so that we can perhaps bring in more people. And that's one of the underlying intentions behind these webinars. And then the second um, reason why we meet is to provide a meditative platform each week so that together those of us who are already members of Triangles can utilize the visualization to do just what I just mentioned, is to magnetize the network and to attract new people to this planetary service. For those of you who are new, Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work is simply the establishing of a line of light, of loving, lighted communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. Three people linked together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. This triangle is then placed within the larger planetary network of triangles, and as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the etheric network and into the consciousness of humanity, touching all open hearts and minds that can respond to spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. Triangles need take only a few minutes each day and it can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. And so if you're new to this work and resonate to this idea of planetary service and would like to form a triangle, you can type your name into the chat box and hopefully two other participants today would agree to form a new triangle with you. Another option is to reach out to your friends and coworkers, family members, who believe in the power of thought and wish to contribute in some way to uplift the planet, you might talk to them about triangles and they might be willing to form a triangle with you. That's how the network widens. There's also an online platform on our website where you fill out a brief questionnaire and can then be admitted to an online portal where there are a listing of people throughout the world who are interested in forming triangles, and you might be able to form one that way. So we welcome all of you who are new, and we also welcome all of you who are long-time members of Triangles. Today, we have, we'll have the opportunity after the meditation to hear from one of our Triangles members, 
Frida Kemp. She's a longtime student of the Ageless Wisdom and an instructor and mentor with the Moria Federation, and she also runs a monthly full moon meditation in Toronto, Canada. Frida recently attended the Parliament of the World's Religions as a delegate, and she will be sharing with us um, her experience at the Parliament. So as we do each week, let's now take a moment to link with each other and with all Triangles members throughout the world. And then this week we're going to sound the mantra of unification. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life, and all events, and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. As I said, last month, Frida had the good fortune to attend the recent gathering of the Parliament of the World's Religions that took place in Toronto, Canada, where she lives. Such parliaments take place every four years, but as we know, there are many other conferences as well taking place around the world, and they are bringing together myriads of individuals and groups that are in touch with an aspect of the divine plan and serving a significant role in expanding human consciousness. In the Alice Bailey teachings, these gatherings are viewed as linked with part of the preparatory work for the coming externalization of the spiritual hierarchy. 
and anyone who has been fortunate enough to attend such gatherings knows how much occurs both behind the scenes as well as in the public arena. There's a commingling of auras that occurs, a coming together of like minds, which establishes an atmosphere in which ideas can be sparked and through which spiritual energy can flow. You might be familiar with the work of the cycle of conferences sponsored by World Goodwill. Such groups can play a vital role in supporting these events. And the cycle of conferences did just that. It worked subjectively with a meditative visualization to support the work that was going on in Toronto. We who participate in this work come together behind the scenes to support and strengthen the theme of the thought form under consideration at the heart of the conference. This concentration of focused thought brings an influx of living will energy into the heart of the thought form under consideration. Such subjective work seeks to support and facilitate the subtle forces to work through the group that is meeting on the physical plane, particularly in regard to those conferences that have a spiritual or multi-faith agenda, such as the Parliament of World Religions, that include moments of contemplation, prayer, meditation, and silence. Then those who work within the heart center of the group of world servers, either those in attendance at the event, such as Frida, or through online or subjective participation, such as those working in the cycle of conferences. Together we serve to stimulate the palpable spiritual undercurrent that can have a powerfully transformative effect. This subjective participation prepares the ethers for inspirational opportunities through which new ideas can precipitate, either through the speakers or through the participants themselves networking behind the scenes. Such an inspirational moment occurred at the first parliament, which took, which took place in Chicago in the United States in 1893, when Swami Vivekananda took the stage and spoke for only six minutes, but the impact of his words burst forth and burst him forth upon the world stage. And if you're interested in hearing Swami Vivekananda's uh, brief talk at the conference, it is available on YouTube if you search for it. And I wanted to read a, a quote from the Tibetan, from the Alice Bailey book, Externalization of the Hierarchy, page 446 through 447, wherein he has a section entitled The Cycle of Conferences. And he highlights uh, in that section the importance of these conferences in preparing, as I said, in preparing human consciousness, setting the subjective atmosphere of the planet into such a configuration that the, it will facilitate the externalization. So this work of the cycle of conferences sponsored by World Goodwill is something many Triangles members might want to support. And you can find it by going to the worldgoodwill.org page on our website. 
So the quote goes as follows. Down the ages, individual statesmen and rulers have from time to time been responsive to the influence of that spiritually supreme council. And he's talking here about the council in Shambhala. But it has been the responsiveness of the individual disciple who's worked alone and unaided and who has faced or experienced defeat as often, if not oftener, than he has experienced victory. But today in the planning now going forward in connection with the various international conferences and councils of which you all know, the spiritual effort for the first time in human history is to bring all of them as functioning groups under the direct impact of the energy which motivates and actuates that place where the will of God is known and the purposes of divinity are defined and projected. This means that each of the coming world conferences, and there will necessarily be many, will have a greater and far more extensive effect than would otherwise be the case. It means, however, that the risks involved and the clash of minds will also be far greater. All right, so now let's prepare for our meditation work. Taking a moment of silence to link in thought as souls, as points of light, with all those people throughout the world who are also working with this Triangles Meditation Group. So now we invoke the spiritual will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working 
as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Lift the consciousness higher still to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Hold the group mind open and receptive to this inpouring energy of love.
Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light, within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth.
from the point of love within the heart of God. Let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you. So, hello, Frida. Hello. Hi. Yes. Thank you so much for your willingness to share a few of your thoughts and perceptions of your recent um, attendance at the Parliament in Toronto. Could you tell us a little about the historical perspective of the parliament? Uh, Well, as you presented so beautifully, uh, Kathy, the the first parliament was in 1893. It was part of the Chicago World's Fair. And uh, for reasons that uh, aren't really explained, um, they didn't have another one until 1993. Mm. So there's been a bit of a gap. So unlike the Olympics or uh, other sort of uh, regular conferences, um, this one has also had kind of an irregular uh, period 
uh, between sometimes four years and five years. So there's been a total of uh, seven conferences. Uh, the other years are 1993, 99, 2004, 2009, 2015, and then the most recent in Toronto in 2018. Uh, but there is going to be another one now uh, in, the, in three years, in 2021, uh, and they are looking for a city to host uh, the bid. So uh, there we go. What's the intention behind the Parliament? Well, the mission statement, uh, if you go, uh, I see you have the website up here, so people can uh, have a look on the website. But the mission is, uh, the Parliament of the World's Religions has, is create, was created to cultivate harmony among the world's religious and spiritual communities and foster their engagement with the world and its guiding institutions in order to achieve a just, peaceful, and sustainable world. Mm. Excellent goals. Yeah. Is there, or is it primarily run as other conferences? Are there opportunities for speakers to network with the presenters and presenters to network with one another? Uh, yes, it's really quite a large, large conference. There's over 10,000 people. Wow. Uh, there's people representing many, many different religions, uh, religions that I had never, some of them I'd never even heard of. Um, and there's also a whole, uh, there's people from the UN there, and there's also a number of representatives from various NGOs. So it's a really good crossover of, uh, you know, the spiritual community and the kind of the NGOs. Yes. So it, it, it does incorporate spiritual groups, not simply religious groups, you're saying? Yes. And one of the uh, really wonderful things about this particular one was uh, working with uh, Native spirituality and giving a lot of uh, time and space and presence uh, to uh, Native spirituality. Wow. So I went to a number of the talks on that and I was very impressed. Mm. Uh, so that was one of the themes of the conference. So there was, they have the tracks, they call them, and there were six tracks. Uh, there's a women's track, Dignity of Women Across the World and the World's Wisdom Traditions. Uh, there's a, I would call it a peace. I don't write, like their, their terminology, countering war, hate, and violence track. Peace and love, not war, hate, and violence. So um, I prefer more positive words, but that was what they had called it. Uh, climate action track, uh, care for our earth, responsibility for our future. And this is the one I was just speaking of, the indigenous people's track, the spiritual evolution of humanity and healing of our mother earth. And then the other two were the next generations, uh, young voices, and the final one was on social justice. Wow. Yeah. So it's really wide ranging. It um, is. Is meditation and prayer included in the parliament? Uh, yes, various uh, groups, including some of these native uh, spiritual groups, uh, hosted sort of early morning meditations. Um, it was a lot. I don't think I'm I, the only one I made it to was the first one by the First Nations. They did a blessing outside. They had a ceremonial fire. Uh, and considering it was in November, and it was pouring rain and not very nice. Uh, they're, they're very impressive. They kept the fire going for the uh, entire uh, week of the uh, of the parliament. So uh, mm. yes, every morning there is uh, some kind of a meditation or spiritual um, prayer contemplation going on and sometimes as well during the day. So you've got a chance to uh, be exposed to a whole bunch of different spiritual traditions at this conference. Mm, that's great. It's amazing that it was so large. I didn't realize it was 10,000 people. That's yeah. amazing. Um, is there a specific 
outcome that's hoped for and these events or is it just a wide-ranging present group of people doing presentations is there any specific um, goal of each parliament um, I think their main goal is uh, they have multiple goals that they set I think for each religion but obviously it's a gathering that is um, designed to promote um, religious or interreligious harmony and and communication so mm -hmm. It's very much encouraged, and several of the sessions every day are, you know, multiple spiritual groups. So many of the panels will draw on uh, multiple spiritual traditions to respond to the issues that are being uh, discussed or presented. Mm. Uh, so it's very well done. Um, you know, I would have to say that the people that are attend are the people that are most um, um, leaning towards this kind of interspiritual harmony or interreligious harmony. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're con, you know, speaking to the converted, if you will. Yeah. But my impressions when I, when I get to the, the section where we, we did our, um, our cycle of conferences meditation is that, you know, irrespective of the fact that, uh, uh, you know, you're preaching to the choir to a large extent, I do feel that there's a, there is a sound impact on the planetary uh, consciousness that speaks to this uh, ability to um, to listen, to learn more, to be more tolerant, and to be more inclusive uh, when it comes to uh, different spiritual approaches. Well, that's great. That's that's always positive. Um, Amy asked a question in the chat box: Are there any scientists in attendance? Oh yes, there's a whole section that's that's all about science and religion and looking at what. Uh, you know, we all, if you, if you follow some of these things, there's so much being learned now about uh, the impact of meditation on the brain, uh, the impact of group uh, consciousness on the world, um, you know, our interactions between each other, between the heart and the brain and the mind. You know, there's so much going on and uh, many of these things are brought up as well as in the whole area of climate. Uh, change. It was one of the other themes. Um, there were a lot of scientists there talking about um, those things. And then it's interconnected with spiritual traditions around uh, uh, caring for the planet and also um, indigenous uh, views on caring for the planet. So lots of science discussions and lots of scientists attending. Mm -hmm. Wow. Were there any particular ideas or new initiatives that you heard that you'd like to share with the group? Um, well, as I said, I was very impressed with this Indigenous Peoples track yeah. um, and, and, and the approach uh, to it and the very, very uh, strong inclusiveness um, to Indigenous Peoples. Um, the one thing on a personal level, uh, going to a lot of the talks on environment, uh, water and earth and uh, some of it was very shocking, to be honest. Uh, maybe I'm, you know, I'm always on the positive side, but some of it was mm -hmm. very shocking about the state of the health of the earth. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, also, you know, encouraging was the tremendous amount of support uh, there at the at the conference for caring for the earth, uh, mm -hmm. and so many interesting young people and NGOs that were working. Um, on this in this particular area so so those things uh, impressed me let's put it that way. did anyone speak in terms of caring for the earth through something similar to the work of triangles through prayer and meditation did did that kind of idea come up 
at all? Absolutely through prayer and meditation, uh, not not through triangles. As you yeah. know, I ordered about uh, 200 cards and I did distribute them at the uh, at the conference. I only think I brought home about 20 cards, uh, but I didn't. You know, I only interacted personally with a few people in this area. Uh, but the cards disappeared, so they're out there. And uh, uh, you know, I I had thought that it would might be a good idea to look at twenty the new conference in twenty twenty one and maybe uh, not necessarily Lucis Trust or maybe Lucis Trust in com- you know a combination with other groups could uh, have a booth or maybe just triangles could go anyway. There's I think there's an opportunity for the ageless wisdom esoteric community to become engaged and to uh, be present uh, at the 2021. No one knows where it is yet, but um, I think that would be great if, uh, if, if we could do that collaboratively. Yeah, that, that's a great, a great thought. You, you did mention to me that the Theosophical Society was in attendance. Is that right? Yes, they were the only one who I could say was in the Ageless Wisdom stream. Uh, there were some new thought churches there and mm-hmm. they collaborated on a booth. Uh, and did some, uh, one of the ladies from um, the Theosophical Society gave a talk. So there's opportunities certainly to talk, uh, to have a booth to talk, to present, and interact with, you know, these other spiritual and religious leaders. Mm. I know you were working with the cycle of conferences visualization during the parliament, as were others throughout the world. Um, Did this visualization exercise come particularly alive for you as a participant at the parliament? Yes, it did. I mean, I was very fortunate in that I was both doing the meditation. Usually I would do it early in the morning and then I would attend the conference later in the day. So I would have the, this kind of the juxtaposition of both the spiritual and the uh, also the um, uh, subjective uh, going, or I mean the, the actual um, conference itself. I had a little metaphor I thought I'd share with you that, that really struck me fairly profoundly. And that was... Um, a First Nations uh, healer, uh, she was Inuit. She was talking about how she does her healing. And she used uh, one example and she said she takes the sap from um, it's either a cedar or a pine tree. Uh, and for specific purposes, she takes that in her mouth and she chews on it to soften it up. And then she'll spread that on a wound. And she gave an example of, of someone who was healed fairly quickly uh, in the hospital as a result of her healing. I sort of took that metaphor and it, 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 it struck me profoundly in that uh, what this conference I think is doing is it's taking those uh, hardened or crystallized or sort of somewhat rigid thought forms that we take as religions and perhaps chewing away on them and making them more permeable to the kind of the saliva of the, of the new, the new age, if you will, or the, saliva of the Christ, if we want to use another way of looking at it, so that they're more adaptable, more permeable, more uh, open to, to uh, other viewpoints and to change. So I felt that even though uh, the conference, as I mentioned before, attracted uh, people who were open to these kinds of thoughts and ideas, I think uh, the exposure of being at the conference, again, uh, collectively helped to, you know, soften these thought forms. And my visualization within the the, um, the meditation was was kind of that. It was it was like different colors or the most beautiful mosaic uh, or a symphony. My my original uh, impression was uh, cacophony and noise and you know nothing going on. And then it 
as the conference developed, it, it, everything relaxed into a beautiful harmony and, and you can see the collaboration going on. So the end result is this wonderful planetary symphony that's going on that celebrates differences. But, uh, you know, one example was of one group I went down, you know how some groups are really loud and, and you know, you know, I'm the best, you know, I'm the way, you know, I have the, all the answers. Yeah. And it was like you toned it down till they were singing a solo within this, you know, beautiful symphony rather than making a lot of noise. So the, uh, that was kind of my impression, uh, both from being there and also from doing the meditation. Mm. Well, thank you so much for sharing so many wonderful impressions with us. And I know that there are quite a number of comments here that you might like to read uh, out, Frida. Okay, let me just go in the chat box here. Starting around with Martha, I think that's the most the recent one. Okay, it's time for triangles to come. Yeah, okay, thank you. Um, that was from Martha. She said, oh, the theme was promise of inclusion, the power of love. And she says she's in agreement that it's time for triangles to come. Really appreciated this presentation. Another focus was on the future of religion. Yeah. Um, what did they say about the future of religion? How did they... Well, I don't think they really addressed it as much as, as, as religion having to work more collaboratively with, people, with the rest of the world, in a way. Mm -hmm. This is where we brought in all the SDGs were present, and it was about how there's an alignment between uh, religions and working on the SDGs. Uh, alignment with, um, uh, you know, these themes that I mentioned, with, with uh, you know, progression of women in society, uh, you yeah. know, voices for young people, respecting the planet. You know, I think a social justice, main, main, big theme. So I think it was about how religion intersects with these important issues that are going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. How are the world, how are the world leaders informed? You know, we, there were a lot of politicians that were there, uh, Canadian politicians, former politicians. So they were present as well and, and quite engaged in this um, and they were there as speakers. They also had authors, Margaret Atwood, for example, was there as a speaker. Yeah. So, they were, there was a big attempt to, to, to make this crossover and to, um, to get everyone engaged, including politicians. Great. But I like this format of the visiting speaker answering more questions like an interview. Okay. We did haven't any, done this before. This is not the first time. <laughs> uh, did any of our Indigenous families speak on the effects of climate difficulties related to humans, projection, emotions, and thoughts? Um, I think so. They do it in their own way. That's a little different. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that they talk about is they work a lot with ancestors. And so respecting ancestors, but also communing with ancestors. So we can think of their thought of ancestors like we would talk about the spiritual hierarchy. So um, and uh, so there's there's that uh, aspect of, of uh, indigenous uh, approach. I mean, I can tell you this one little snippet is I was talking about our indigenous leader. She was saying, so, so she's in Northern Canada. So in the Arctic, she was saying how pollution is affecting their medicines and herbs. And so she's saying how pollution and climate change is having a very negative effect on, and they've decided as a community in terms of consulting with their elders to start growing some of these herbs and medicines in greenhouses to protect it from atmospheric pollution. So that's just an yeah. example. It's not really about um, thoughts and emotions, but it's just an example of 
of their uh, consultation with their own elders and kind of tuning in to uh, what's happening in the world, but also how do we protect our way of life and the things that are important to us. Yeah, I think someone just told me something similar that I think, I believe it might have been uh, Finland, that's a group in Finland is going around the country and um, gathering some of the herbs that are endangered and same thing, growing them, vowing to grow them and keep them alive in greenhouses. So pretty amazing. Um, so let me read the next one from Clint. Uh, the United uh, Religions Initiative lists almost a thousand faith, interfaith groups working in 108 countries. What a great example of group consciousness, absolutely. Working out on the physical plane, humanity has accepted uh, and embraced inclusion in gender, faith, and nationality, and is progressing, is progressively becoming less divisive in spite of appearances and more group conscious as a whole. Yes, I would certainly agree with all that. And this is a good example of that. Um, would love to see triangles presented at the next parliament. Absolutely. How far in advance does something like this need to be initiated? I think absolutely it's four years out, as I mentioned, or sorry, three years out, 2021. So um, we can maybe uh, see if there's some interest and, uh, and have an offline discussion uh, about how to go about doing that. So you know, I'm happy to uh, be open. And I think until we know the city, it's pretty hard to plan uh, because of, uh, we'll want some volunteers in that local city to help out. But um, uh, let's wait, I think, until they announce uh, the host city for 2021. That's it, Kathy. I think I've read through all of the uh, comments. Oh, sorry, Clint has, how many countries are represented? Um, hmm, I'd have to look, but uh, there was quite a few. I'd have to look on the website. I'm sorry, I don't have an answer to that question. Well, thank you so much, uh, Frida, and for all of the participants as well for your contributions. And Frida, if you could just take a moment of silence um, to help us close the meeting. Thank you, Frida, and thank you, everyone.